yeah, you know, I like to say before you leave for vacation or that big trip, you better have your bag packed. And what I mean by that, you know, it's, I think people get frustrated that their, their exercise program, it just doesn't last or it doesn't pan out. And we look at how they approach it, and you look at how they approach it compared to all the other things in life. You know, maybe the folks out there, they're, they're getting ready for Christmas or they're going to host a holiday party. And you look at all the things you have to do to, to have a successful party or from, from decorating the house and cleaning the house and, um, you know, maybe buying and wrapping presents and sending out invitations. You come up with the menu. you got to work out a timeline to prepare and cook that food. Uh, but when it comes to exercise, you know, we just kind of jump right into it. Yeah, and you don't put a lot of thought process into it. And, and Scott, talk about the mental side of that, because as you, as I mentioned a couple of moments ago, sometimes you put together not a sensible attack plan for your own physical fitness, and it's easy to fail if you don't do it properly. Yeah, you know, and when, when my clients start, I like to challenge them kind of with these four questions. And the first one is what? You know, both what do you want? What's, what's, what's the dream vision, but also, um, you know, what exactly will you be doing to accomplish that? Uh, the next question I ask is where, you know, where are you going to be doing this? Is this going to be at home? Is it going to be at the center? Is it going to be at a friend's house? Is it going to be on a weekend, uh, you know, hike or jog with some friends? Um, I ask them why, you know, why is this goal important to you? You know, what's going to compel you to, to continue to move forward with this stuff when, when the days get dark and cold? Uh, because they will. And then the next question is how? You know, how are we going to do this? Because what people have to understand is when they start an exercise program, if they're not exercising right now and you start the exercise program, you're going to have to stop doing something else that you're doing right now. So you know, there's, there's 24 hours in the day. You want to add this element to your life. You're going to have to take a look at that calendar and, and figure out how is this going to work into my day, but not only how is it going to work into my day, I need some proven winners. So, for instance, you know, it's Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning for me, that's a bike day. So i got a bike down in the basement. I've already got my workout in today. I know I'm not going to be real active today, so that's something that I've committed to a long time ago. I'll get up a little bit earlier. I bike on Tuesday mornings. I also bike on, on Saturday mornings. But that's, you know, that's a way that I've kind of figured out that, that what, when, where, and how. So you're saying, Scott, uh, benchmark these things so you get in to the routine. Yeah, yeah. And, and really, I guess what I'm saying is you have to create and position this thing to best position yourself to be successful. And I just don't think most people do that. So they get excited and they, they start exercising. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's exciting at the front end and it's fun at the front end. But then, you know, mid-January, late January, Life happens, and somebody in your family is going to get sick, or you're going to have to travel, or you know somebody if somebody resigns at work, and you're going to have to pick up more workload, and that's where we get derailed. With us this morning is Scott Crabio from Cleveland Clinic Akron General. The other aspect of this, with people getting back into the gym or their home gym or whatever way they're going to do it for fitness in 2023, is you want to do it safely as well and i thought maybe you could go down that road for us scott yeah absolutely um i mean that's that, that's a number one you know for us it's do no harm if we're not going to help anybody progress with their fitness goals we certainly don't want to hurt people but um you know especially if you've been out of this game for some time if you have any history in the family heart disease high cholesterol diabetes 
you're overweight, you're out of shape. Um, you know, I, I, and another thing I really challenge my, my clients on is behavioral goals over outcome goals. I think we're really prone to just saying, Hey, this is what I want to accomplish. And we really overestimate what we can accomplish in the short term. Uh, but we underestimate what we can accomplish in, in the long term. But it's really, it's these, it's the skills that you build with those behavioral goals that are going to lead to the achievement and maintaining the outcome that the individual is looking for. So your first step is go, you, you got to go see your physician and you, and you have to get screened and you have to make sure that this is safe for you to be doing. And if it's not safe for you to be doing what course of action needs to take place before you can engage in a, in a safe exercise program. You know, what we do know is if, if somebody's deconditioned and they're out of shape, uh, their, their, their risk of a cardiovascular event goes up. But what, what we also know is, as people get into this and they become better conditioned and they become in better shape, obviously the risk of cardiovascular event significantly decreases. Scott, I know it's person to person, but if you were going to look at the person who has not been into that arena for a while with fitness, you know, as far as tips, I mean, obviously you're going to start out slower and build up and that's the same thing with resistance training do you have some specific guidelines at the beginning for someone who's just getting back into it? Yeah, I do. I think, um, to be honest, Ray, the number one thing I ask people to do is, what do you enjoy doing? And I was a guy worked with years ago um, who was having a very difficult time. He was great with his resistance strength training, but he was terrible with the cardiovascular or aerobic activity. He just hated it. It was boring. It was mundane. He ended up enrolling in a fencing club. And this guy, I didn't even know there were fencing clubs, but he's out there fencing a couple times per week, and he's doing something that he enjoys, and he's working out, but in his mind and in his brain, the way he perceives that, he's not. And the fact that it's enjoyable and it's fun and he looks forward to it, he will return himself to it. So, um, you know, along with, you know, we always hear, you know, start small. I think that's very smart. But number one, find things that you enjoy. And then number two, let's not get too ambitious with the time commitment. I find if people can just, when they start a program, if they can just commit to five or ten minutes, anybody can do that. But the interesting thing is when people start finding five or ten minutes, then all of a sudden that ten becomes 15, 20, 25, and, and so on. So like I talked about a little bit earlier, you know, if you're going to start this, you're going to have to stop doing something else. Scott Crabiel is with us, uh, Health and Fitness Centers with Cleveland Clinic Akron General. And the other aspect, and I know this is a little bit out of your arena, but you just mentioned when you do this, you're going to have to give up maybe something else to make sure this fits into the routine. Being physical fit and doing the cardio and doing the resistance is part of a healthy turn. The other part are maybe some lifestyle changes to get that all circle of fitness working together. Yeah, no, these are, you know, the other two, I mean, these are absolutely critical and maybe even more important than the exercise end is sleep and stress management. Because we know that when we're in a sleep debt and we know when we're not handling stress real well, logic is disrupted. We're not real logical in this fight or flight state. You know, it's just a state of survival. And if you're not real logical, you don't make the good decisions with exercise. You don't make the good decisions with, with nutrition. You know, like, for instance, it's, you know, Tuesday uh, for me is an early morning bike ride. 
um, I have to not think about that on Tuesday morning. I have to think about that and plan that out starting Monday evening. And, you know, it gets hectic. I'm a busy guy as well. I have four kids, and that's one of the reasons why I choose Tuesday morning, like as, a, as an early bike ride for me, to get that workout in because I know the chances of me being interrupted or disrupted or something throwing that off, uh, again, best positioning myself to be successful. Scott, and then the other aspect is are there good or bad times to do your workouts. And I say that because it goes together with sleep and taking care of your body. I know the general idea is, hey, there's no bad time for a workout. Get up and move. But I was just wondering from a fitness standpoint, I mean, is it bad to work out at 8 o'clock at night and then trying to go to bed? Uh, Are there some guidelines that maybe you can issue to folks? Yeah, and Ray, I don't know that there would be any hard guidelines, but that's a great point. Um, yes, there's, there are people who, if they exercise in the evening, they will have a more difficult time winding down, falling asleep, their body temperatures up and things like that. Um, however, uh, if that's the time that you can do it, I would, uh, certainly encourage that. But other, you know, some of the folks that I've worked with who have challenges such as that, um, you know, there's, there's a difference between what is really practical and what is ideal and now this is not ideal, but I would start stacking people's workouts on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, maybe three days in a row, because I know that those are the days they're not working the next day. They can sleep in a little bit later. We can still get our workouts in, and, and, and they can still get some good quality rest. So that is certainly, you know, if you're a person out there who finds that, hey, man, if I work out at night, uh, I have a very difficult time falling asleep, those are some some strategies you may think about um, to, to, to get this thing going until you build the habit. 